TLT is upon us. I'm sounding a little bit better than I was on Sunday night, but I do have COVID. It's finally caught up with me. That bloody COVID got ADO. It's quite nice because I'm, I don't, you know, obviously I have some sort of symptoms, but I, it's been nice. My work is a lovely workplace and they give me the whole week off. So it's more like a holiday than anything else. And I can really immerse myself in super coach. Look, it's all happening, isn't it? Um, we are sort of we've come to terms with the fact that Pappenhausen is gone for the season. We are all sort of thinking and mulling over the ideas and who we should bring in, what we like, and it could really make for an interesting end to the year of Supercoach. I think the teams are in. There's a few ins and some important ins. Obviously, returning of the ones that were rested for Origin back up, um, but we've also had some other returns like Maddo and stuff. Um, a couple of shocks in there. We'll go through the teams. I will also cover the most traded in and out and give my two cents on that. I will talk about the matchups and who I think might be a possible sit that you wouldn't normally sit and who I think might could be might be a play that you wouldn't ordinarily play. Um, we'll do the VCs and Cs. And I'm going to finish off the show where I sort of do a bit of an in-depth chat, you know, crunching some numbers on Paps replacements. And I've also got a little segment on second row forward you know, run home options. Some of the popular ones, I see a lot of people talking about Murray or Ola. I, I want to talk about a few of them. Um, and I've covered it just from an, you know, a, what interests me anyway, you know, the nuts and bolts. How have they started the year? How, do they score hundreds? How's their recent form? And hopefully you enjoy that little bit at the end. I pre-recorded it earlier in the day. Now let's go to the teams. Um, first up, we got the Eels v the Broncos. The Eels team is in and Maddo is back at lock, which is, you know, it's good on you, Maddo. I had to sell you because it was just went on for a little bit too long, the old ribs. Um, he's back. He's, he's named to start at lock. Well, that pushes near Corey back to the bench and Rodwell's out of the team. Uh, there you go. So, you know, that's the Eels change. They've still got Arthur on the bench. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes um, Maddo plays. I mean, look, I wouldn't be bringing him in now. I think now that everyone's returning, you'd probably take a Murray over him. You know, you could get a, a Crichton, you could get an Ola, you go a David for feeder. I just think there's better options because whether he's, you know, back or not doesn't make a difference to the fact that he is still definitely carrying an injury. Um, let's move on to the Broncos. Oates, Capewell, Carrigan are all back, but Cobbo is not back with that HIIA. He needs another week. Uh, it's also interesting to note that Hass is back and he starts. Um, Turpin's going to come in on the nine because um, Walters is injured. So that's going to have Palasia and Flegler, uh, Heg Hetherington back to the bench. Hosking, Kennedy are going to jump out of the team uh, as well. So that'll be good for the Broncos. Returning players, uh, all bar Cobbo. Um, moving on to the Dragons, Suli is out injured. Um, it's going to be Embai going out to the centres and Sullivan's going to come in on the bench spot. Sims is returning via the bench um, and Woodsy is out of the team. Uh, onto the Sea Eagles, Jerbo's out with COVID. Me and Jerbo, we've got some COVID. Um, it's going to be Sipley that goes into the 13 and Paseca is going to come in on the bench. Uh, moving on to the Knights v versus the Chooks. In the Knights, it's Hunt 
Uh, Heimel Hunt's going to come back in on the wing. He's going to replace Dom Young, who is injured. Sasagi is out injured, and that's going to be covered by Brody Jones uh, on the bench. Um, and Mann is back as well, but it's going to be via the bench. That still worries me for Barnett, <laughs> you know, with a man in there. Um, but look, he's back uh, this week. Um, on to the Chooks. Kiri is back and Manu goes back to centre. Manu was, we've heard rumours that he was in doubt with the calf injuries being named at this stage. I don't know. Um, with him back to centre, I think I've seen, we'll have a look at all the, you know, the most traded in and, and most traded out. I think he probably will be high up on the list after that big 199. It's always the case that people chase last week's points, but it's not the... Manu's been great all year round, let's, let's not kid, but he, he's been doing a lot of, you know, he's had some fullback games, he's had a lot of goes at six where he's got his hands on the ball a lot. I don't know if I'd be grabbing him uh, going back into the centres. I mean, unless those chooks can find a way to get him some more ball, but he's, he's back to the centres. Um, what else have we got? Um, Takiyahu is out injured, so Lodge is going to start in the front row with JF, JWH. Satili is out as well um, with the knee. Oh, so obviously, um, Billy Smith's out. That's when Manu's going to cover him in the centres. Um, Butcher is going to start in place of Satili, and May is going to come in on the bench. Uh, over to the Raiders, Whitehead returns in the second row forwards. I think he should retire. You know, he's bloody awful. Uh, and I prefer CHN. Come on, Ricky, have some balls, mate, and make the right decisions for the team. We're fighting for an eight, eight spot. Um, but Whitehead is going to return and, and throw out his garbage in the second row forward. And CHN at least stays in the 17 on the bench. Kotrick, you back, and he's going to replace Schiller, who is out injured. Hopawadi, he's going to start because Rapana's suspended again because he's a bit dirty. He's um, going to cover him and start. Um, there you go. That's the Raiders. Uh, over to the Warriors, Dallin Wittenzelesniak is back. Walsh is going to go to the bench. CHT is going to go to fullback. Arcee is going to come into the 5'8 position. That means Volcom is gone. He's out of the team. Penne is going to be benched, and now AFB is going to start. So Kosi and Lusik are gone out of the team. Uh, mate. Things aren't good over there at the Warriors, are they? They stink, you know, and all the changes. I mean, as a Warriors, as a Raiders fan, I'm glad. I hope Walsh, Walsh only gets five minutes, 20 minutes tops in that game. Why? You know, all these coaches, once someone signs somewhere else for the next year, they get a little bit sooky, don't they? Um, <clears throat> over to the Panthers. All the Origin t- guys are back. Um, so it's going to be, you know, all of them drop out. Luke, Falls, Jennings, all gone. Staines. Um, so Eisenhuth's going to go back to the bench. Kenny's going to go back to the bench. Uh, and the Panthers are back, back in business with all their stars. Uh, over to the Sharks, it's going to be Katoa out for the rest of the season, unfortunately, with the Peck and Hoggery. It's going to be Hoggery Corner, isn't it, with Rabian and uh, <laughs> William Kennedy. Oh, sorry, uh, Tracy to, next to each other. Tracy and Ramian hogging the ball from each other. Well, Ramian's on the inside. He'll just hog it, and Tracy can catch a cold out there. Um, but it's good. Talakai comes back into the centre next to um, Mulatalo. Not an easy matchup, though, um, this week against the Panthers for them. Um, so, so Nikora's back in the second row forward. That's going to put Be- uh, Wilton back to the bench, and that Holquin, or whatever his name was, is, is out of the team. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he was a smoky old hold, wasn't he, for people. Um, Katoa, some people went him instead of Mulatalo, so it's really unfortunate. 
um, you know, he's their leading try scorer. So a bit disappointing. Not that, um, you know, old mate's pretty good. Uh, Tracy, isn't he? Well, I mean, he doesn't have to pass any. There's no one on the outside of him. Just run it all you like if the ball ever gets to you from Raby in there, mate. Uh, over to the Bunnies, Cook and Murray return. So Havili and Moali are going to go back to the bench. So Luca Fafita is out of the team. Milner's out and Jed, he, he's going to start in centre wing. What's going on? He's he, We thought he was going to be enough. Now he's starting centre. Oh, goodness me. But he's in. He's on the centre. He's in the centres. Um, good old Jed. <laughs> go figure, eh? Uh there you go. Uh, over to the Storm. Paps is obviously gone for the rest of the year. It's going to push Meany to fullback. Kyron Wishart has been named on the wing. He's pretty versatile, but I don't know if he's starting wing versatile. And what a disaster. Anderson is on the bench, being an AE nightmare. Let's hope at the very minimum, us Anderson owners, that they put Wishart back to the bench as the utility and they start with Anderson, at least start him so there's a chance for some points because he could really mess up some loops, unfortunately for us. Uh, moving on to the Dogs, um, Casey is going to hold his spot and the Fox is named. I think that's all they've got from what I could see. They're, they're, they're business as usual. Uh, for the Titans, Jaden Campbell is back. He's going to go via the bench. Tino is going to start at lock and Clark is going to be benched. I thought he was good in the 13 last week. Um, I don't even know who dropped down. I don't know. They're, I mean, I think on the bench there, that probably bodes well with um, Clark on the bench and Campbell for Fafita for uh, for getting a full game of 80 minutes, which is the big concern. David, 75 for doing nothing last week. Um, you want him to get 80 minutes, and it looks like he's probably a good chance with that bench to get the 80 minutes. Uh, for the Cows, the Holmes, Dearden, Nanai, Tuolagi, they all return. Lucy, Luciano is going to start a prop. JTB and the Hammer go back to the bench. Lumi Lou and... Uh, Oh, Chester are gonna and, and Hampton are all gone. They're out. Um, for the Tigers, Tamo's going to start. That pushes Musgrove to the bench. Naden's going to go onto the wing to replace Tupu. Matamua is out. So is Seif. Uh, uh, well, hang on. Matamua's out completely. Seafarth and Peachy come in on the bench. And that's the Tigers. Yep. There you go. That's the teams. We're back, and we'll have a look at the most sold and bought players. I'll give you my two cents on that. Number one on the list is Ryan Papenhausen, 37.1%. He's worth 823000 He lost a fair bit of cash last week, 67000 But you've got to sell him. He's You don't muck around in the fullback position. He's an absolute weapon of a player, so you've got to do something with him. Um, and... You know, everyone who owns him has got to sell him. Um, number two on the list is Ezra Mam. Um, 4.5% selling. You know, I think he, I, I sold him last week because I wanted to bring Hines up to a halfback and I brought in Teddy. And I think, you know, you're fine enough to sell him. What did he score last week? He was good last week, wasn't he? In the scores, he, he's been, you know, he, you don't have to actually really, you know, emergency sell him. Scored a 55 last week, which is, you know, respectable. He's got a break even of 20 this week. I guess people are probably making big, big moves because they've got Paps money. And, you know, I don't know if he's, he's done a season-long hold, but he's scoring okay. I mean, he's scoring, you know, everyone's trying their best to hold a Telekai, you know, but Mam's doing a perfectly fine job. But, look, I, I get it. You, you're making big moves now, season-finishing moves, so I get it. Um, Will Penasini, 3.2, he's, he's gone. 
to dog shit, hasn't he? I mean, it's weird because he had such a fan. He had one low game in his first 16 rounds or 15 rounds. You know, his floor was great. He had a 21 in round three. Then he was like 73, 40, 68, 64, 54, 52, 43, 97, 51, 72. Everyone was like, well, he's putting up good enough. His floor is great. Um, but in the last three weeks, it's been 21, 22, 25. People have probably cracked the sads with him. He's starting to lose money. I can get around um, a Penasini cell for sure. Um Moving on, Karaz, 463,000. Look, I was surprised he scored as poor as he did last week. He looked really involved. He's in a really good cheapy, 287,000 money money made wise, um, and he's worth 463. Move him on. None of these guys you can keep. You know, I don't think Pandasini, Ezra Mam, or Karaz are season long um, holds. I think out of all of them, you know, Karaz would be the one I'd be tempted by, but I'm not that tempted by it at all. So I get it. And obviously Pappenhausen's injured. Um, Talakai, 534,000 he's worth. He's still made 221,000. Uh, 2.2% of people selling him. I don't know why. If you've got Talakai right now, you've held him through the origin, not in backup. And, you know, he's... There's an injury to Katoa, so he's got his center spot back. And the Sharks have a soft draw home. So why are you selling Talakai? I don't get it. I'm holding Talakai. He, he has been sort of 50s, you know, over the last three and five rounds, which isn't exquisite. But you don't necessarily have to play him. You know, he's up against Penrith this week, which is he could be a sit candidate for you this week if you don't want to play him. You know, maybe Mulatalo, who's on the outside of you as well. I mean, look... Um, but I don't know about selling. I think there's got to be others to sell. Yeah, Karaz, Penasini. Man, I'd, I'd sell all of them ahead of him, um, Talakai. And look, Taylor May is on the list as well. Next, number six, 1.9% of people selling him. He, I called him last week with all those awesome players out um, that he'd score under 50. But look, let's have a look at his last five weeks. It's been 73, 57, 65, 50, and a 47 last week. I don't see a huge reason. Yeah, it's not as good as it's been at the start of the season. We saw one 100 from him to start off in, in round three. Then the next best score is a 96. Um, it's petered off a little bit, yes, but he's... Got all the stars back now. I think there's going to be an opportunity for multiple tries. I just, on the back of that, the best left-hand edge in the comp, I don't want to get, it's like getting rid of someone on South's left edge. I don't want to get rid of someone on South's left edge, and I don't want to get rid of anyone on the left edge of Penrith Panthers. So I don't really like Talakai. I don't really like Taylor May as a sell. Um, Max King, 495,600. He's made 306K. He he was presenting himself as a season-long hold. I was concerned last week watching him. He's played the first 40 minutes and then only come on sort of towards the end of the game. He's still updated to 53, which is quite good. Um, What do we say in the dogs? Is Luke Thompson back yet? I don't know. It says doesn't say on my notes, but I just feel like, um, you know, is he, he's probably not an urgent sell, let's say that much. But I feel like the writing's on the wall with him because I feel like Luke Thompson's not far away. TBJ is obviously back. And I think, well, how many minutes did he get in last week's game? He got 48 minutes. That's the same as the week before. 48 minutes. And the weeks before that, he was getting 63 minutes, 57 minutes, 55 minutes, 57. So it looks like it's going down. Um, I don't mind selling him if you need to. And if I'm going to go and make a move this week, I think he's a candidate for selling. 
August, you know, he's done his job and I was, you know, there was a world where I, I was going to hold him for the rest of the year, but I'm not going to now, I don't think. Um, Isaiah Tass, 374,000. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, their draw gets hard. They're up against Melbourne, who's been, you know, grossly out of form. What did he score last week? 54. He's got a break even. 33. You know, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd be much more concerned about other players personally. Um, you know, he, he's on the left side, isn't he? On Cody Walker in Latrell's sweeping plays. He does get out to the winger, yes. But, you know, you think that he's going to still get a try or two in there. Keep keep, keep on kicking on. Um, Selwyn Cobbo, you held him this long and now you're going to move him on. He's worth good money. 622400 He's ninth on the list. 1.2 selling him. Um, the break-even's 95, which is probably a, you know, a heavy one. Um, but, you know, people are making moves. I don't know. We'll have to look at who the traded-ins are. He's not named this week, you know, and I don't know. What's he's he's been really good. 79, 131, 65, 45, 77. He's been putting up really good scores. And if I could hold him, I, I guess I probably would. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, would I sell him or sell Talakai? You know, or Taylor May? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd probably sell. I, want, I feel like on that successful left edge, I want to hold May. You know, I'd, it'd be a hard one for me to choose between Cobo and Talakai. But, yeah, I mean, look, I just think people have held him this long. Why not just hold him one more week? Um, Joseph Sawali, 488,900. 1.2% um, of people selling him. His uh, break-even is 84. Look, he's got a 50 last week. Uh, I just think, I mean, if you look at the, from round 11 onwards, 25, 20, 45, 59, he had that 101, then it's been 36 and 50. Um, he definitely has multiple tries in him. I just don't think they come regularly enough. Um, and I think, you know, players like Karaz, like Talakai, like May, like, well, I mean, you know, you've got to pick which one I think is dispensable in your team. Much like I said, I could hold Max King, but I'm going to move him on. But, you know, you've got to make those hard decisions sometimes. And you might be just saying, well, I want to use Cobbo's money and he's not available this week to play. So I'm going to sell him, you know, and I don't think you're getting hurt. You'll get hurt occasionally by Suwali, you know, um, but not 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 regularly enough. Um, look, let's have a look at the most traded in. Latrell Mitchell, 16.3% um, of people are bringing him in. He's been brought in as a, at a rate of knots. Obviously, we've got to cover Paps. Um, look, <clears throat> he has been exceptional since he's come back. He, you know, he's 99, 93, 136 since coming back. I was pretty miffed that he kept a try assist that should have gone to Cody Walker. Um, but he's been exquisite. Let, let's put it that way. He has looked a little bit, you know, aggressive and he is playing hard teams on the run home, which a lot of people say it doesn't matter because he's at matchup proof. Well, this will be a good test. Melbourne Storm after three losses, troops back. Let's see how Latrell goes this week. But he's one of the premium options in fullback. So people are bringing him in. And number two on the list is the other person they're bringing in, James Tedesco, 675,300. I brought him in last week. He's updated to a 99. They've got a pretty medium, you know, whereas Latrell's got a hard draw home. Up against the Knights this week, I think Teddy could do some damage. Um, I don't mind it. I brought him in as my anchor, um, you know, and... Paps is out now, so I'm going to make another move. But um, look, I, I think they're good trade-ins. You know, the you got to replace Paps. I think you you're losing a premium. You got to bring in a premium, and I think Latrell and Tedesco 
whichever persuasion you like to go with, um, is perfectly fine. Number three on the list, Ruben Garrick. These guys are guns, all the ones in the top four or five. Um, look, he's been very good, Ruben Garrick. He's 735,800. They've got a pretty decent draw home, um, and I don't I, I don't hate it. Look, he's got a three-round average of 84. He's got a five-round average of 95. He tunned up last week. All the signs point to yes. I've loved owning Garrick. I waited till his price got to just nice, and I brought him into my team. I've loved owning him. Um, and look, he's, he's, he costs a lot. You know, um, but their draw's not the worst, and I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get angry at people for bringing him in. Um, number four is Joseph Manu, five point nine percent. Yes, he was amazing last week, hundred and ninety one points. IVC looped him up against the Newcastle Knights, which is a good matchup this week as well. Um, look, the only thing I'm gonna say to those people is he's going back to the centres. He's not playing in five eight. Uh, we know that he doesn't do as much. Great stuff in the centers that he does in uh, the 5'8 or the fullback position. But hopefully the Chooks are working out a way to keep him involved. He's worth $800,000. Um, would I pick Joey Manu over James Tedesco or Latrell? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even pick Garrick ahead of those two. If you're skipping a Latrell or a Tedesco this week and you're grabbing Rubik, uh, Ru- Rubik, uh, Ru- <laughs> Ruben Garrick and Joseph Manu instead, I don't know if I like it. But... If you've already got a Teddy or a Latrell and you're making your second trade, you know, you, and you're getting another one, um, I don't mind those two options. Val Holmes, 595,900, 4.8% bringing in. Um, I'm covering it in the end of my show where him as one of the options that people are bringing in. Um, look, he's been very good. Um, three round average of 83.3, five round average of 73.4. Have a look at their runner games. I, I get it. And the Cowboys' run of games is very alluring. So I get it. Munster. You know, he's a weapon, 3.9. He was good last week. The Raiders got him, got the job done. 81 last week. Um, there's no Pappenhausen in the team, so he's going to have to step up. I like the trade. I think he's a run-home guy. Number seven, people are picking up Cleary now, 3.3%. Well, you've got some cash to burn, haven't you? I think he's going to be so highly owned. He's getting up to the ownership that I thought he should have. He's a weapon. He's going to be back and rip heads for the rest of the year. I think so. Yes, bring him in. Daily Cherry Evans. I really like this move. 2.9%. I said I don't mind their draw. Um, He's three round average of 100. Um, I'm trying to, I'm I'm talking myself uh, out of Latrell or DCE. 73, 118, 111 in the last three games. The draw is nice. He's coming off an origin win. I, I like it. I think it's him and Hines and Cleary are the premium options that you can have an halfback. And if you're someone like me and you've got Hines in the halfback position, you could bring him down to fullback and grab Daily Cherry Evans. Uh, number nine is Zach Hosking. I don't know why. He's not even in the 17. People are nuffing out. Well, nuff out with the uh, Shannon Harris because at least he's got Jewel. <laughs> you know, what's going on there? People think he's going to get another game because he went well last week. No, well, he's out. Um, Harry Grant, 595,500. Harry has a big break even of 105 again this week. Last week, he scored 66 with a try, which I was spewing. I was hoping he was going to get 30 points. Um, It's not that, you know, the the Rabbitohs have been good, um, and I think it's a decent matchup this week. If Harry goes out and tons up, that's fine. I've got the cash to burn to bring him in next week for my run-home team. People are just making that move now, and I don't mind it. I think he'll go well this week uh, because he's a... 
champion. He hasn't been good in the recent weeks. Well, not Harry Grant good. He's been last five weeks, 49, 51, 73, so 78, 37, oh, and 66. He hasn't been as great, but he has had an origin campaign. He has been injured. So let's have a wait and see. Um, you can wait a week, which is, I'm, is what I'm going to do. Um, that's the traded in and traded out. We'll move on to sit and start and VC and captains. Uh, sits. Look, the only ones that I'm considering sitting this week is a couple of sharks. You know, I think up against the Penrith Panthers with their returning stars at home, there could be a potential to rest a shark or two. Now, I'm going to play Hines just because of the calories. He's a gun, you know, but players like Talakai or Mulatalo, Mulatalo is going to rely on tries every game and I don't know how many there's going to be there for you against the Penrith Panthers at home this week um Talakai versus home uh, versus Mulatali you might have to play one of them um you know maybe you try a stealing player I guess and hope that he gets some tries but there's a potential to rest a couple of them if I was going to play any of them it'd probably be Hines um, against the Melbourne Storm, look, they are at home, the Rabbitohs. You wouldn't rest a Cook, a Murray, a Latrell, but there's a possibility that you might rest a Cody. He has played well against, you know, teams, good teams. He gets up for those games, but I just, the temperament is a worry. And Melbourne are going to be a desperate, desperate team this week. So if I've got the luxury of doing it, I might rest one of my Sharks or both of those, Mulatalo and Talakai. Maybe I have to play um, Cody, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, not too many as well. You can start everyone else that you want, I really. The only ones I worry about is those ones playing against the Penrith Panthers. Um, as for VCs this week, I don't mind um, an Eels VC. They play first up against the Broncos at Combank on the Thursday night. I think it's got to be a ceiling player, hasn't it? So I'd probably steer clear of your um, IPAPs and, you know, your Maddows or whoever you got. Lanes, I, I think maybe it's got to be a brown type, um, you know, Moses and hoping for a big ton from them because they're capable of it. Um, I don't mind uh, Teddy or Manu in the bulldo- in the um, Knights matchup. It is a way. Um, and look, Manu will be popular because people saw the big 190 last week. I'm probably going to... Go Teddy instead. I might VC Teddy this week. Um, I think he got a 99 last week, which was sensational. And Manu back to, to centre could be a risk for a, a VC. I mean, but that, you, can have a shot at, you can have a shot at the board with your VC. But I like Manu if you want, and I like Teddy in that game. Um, I also don't mind a bunny if you're going to captain a cowboy. So drink water is a good option for, you know... For, for captain this week, I think he could clean up against the Tigers. And we know he's, he's got three tons this year, so he could he can turn up. If you're going to go um, a captain in the North Queensland team of, you know, like, drink water, um, I think you could go a Latrell VC for sure, if, if you want. Um, it is against the Melbourne Storm, and it is uh, at South's home ground, and Melbourne have been rubbish. Um, look, I think they'll be better this week, surely. It's going to be a tough matchup, but you could... You know, you could have a have a stab at it. Oh, I think for me, um, it could be a Teddy VC into a Cleary captain against the Sharks. You know, if it was – that is a tough matchup, the Sharks versus Penrith, but I think that, you know, at home, Cleary should clean up. That's going to probably be my VC and C. I'm going to finish the show with what do we do with Paps, and I'll do a little bit on second row forward. Hopefully you enjoy that. Good luck this week. You know, you'll hear this next bit, which is my pre-recorded chat on Paps replacements. All right, and 
we'll finish the show with an interesting topic. I'm going to crunch some numbers on options for our teams. We know, obviously, we've got to replace Paps, who is a premium gun fullback, and he's worth a lot of money. There's lots of different ways that we're going to go about it. People are going to get to bring in players that they might have missed. You know, you might have missed Amano, you might have missed Garrick, whatever. They're going to be able to do a lot of different options. There's some popular fullback options, obviously, that you can replace with. I'm going to go through and crunch some numbers for you guys on how these guys stack up against each other. There's lots of factors that you can take into consideration. How do they go in the first half of their season compared to their second half? How are they tracking? Are they tracking better in the second half? Are they, uh, you know, are they getting worse? How's their three round? How's their five round? How's their run home? Um, how many hundreds do they get? I mean, in this last part of the year, I don't want to match someone who, you know, if you've got a Murray, am I going to catch you by grabbing an Ola? Because... Ola gets 70 average as well. I'm not going to catch you with Ola. Um, hundreds can be, you could just go for someone based on the fact that they're a regular hundred getter and, and that'll get you a head-to-head win, um, you know, over some others and, and get you through to finals and whatnot. So um, it's it, interesting and it's going to make for the end of a super coach being an interesting thing because people can go a lot of different ways about it. Um, Pap's gone for the rest of the year. There's lots of different options you can go. I'm just going to go through some of the key ones um, and, and we'll discuss the pros and cons and why I like them, why I don't. Let's kick it off with Teddy. Teddy is fullback only. He's average for the year 74.6, which is very healthy. His three-round average is 74, which is very healthy. His five-round average is 83.2, which is outstanding. Teddy's got two 100s for the year. Now, I think this is the difference in Teddy between this year and last year. This time last year, was on four 100s. Now, last year was a very different supercoach year, we know. It was Volandi's ball. But the 100s are down this year on last year. And I think that's the difference. I mean, when before Paps got injured, his average was 100. Um, and he had a lot of hundreds, more 100s in there. Um, I think that that's the difference for Teddy this year. There's not as many 100s in there as there was in previous to pump that average up into 90s. Um, but look, let's have a look at his draw. Knights this week is a good good game. Manly next week, I think, is a pretty medium game for them. Broncos, probably a medium, hardish type uh, matchup. Cows is hard. Tigers is easy. Storm is hard. Bunnies are medium. So it's sort of a checkered, medium type run home for the Chooks. Um, the first half of his year was 65.3. He was a bit down for the first half of his year. The second half has been 83.8. He's warming up, Teddy. Um, look, I just think that this year the ceiling might be a little bit lower than last year. Um, 200s. I mean, he updated to 99 last week, so it's probably close enough to 100. I actually brought him in. Last week, my choice was between Latrell and Teddy. I went for Teddy's pedigree, and I was just a little spooked, I guess, by um, Trell's hard draw home, so I just went good old reliable Teddy, And but I thought I was pairing him with Paps. Now we know that Paps is gone. Obviously, Teddy is my anchor, and I can put in someone else in the fullback position. I think if you don't own Teddy right now, he's a perfectly fine option for you. He's tracking well. Second half of the year is better than the first half. Yeah, there's not as many tons. The draw is not the hardest. It's not as hard as South's draw on the way home. So I don't mind him as an option for you to run home with. Um, 
Let's go to Terrell. Terrell, fullback only. Average is 77 points for the year, which is better than Teddy. Um, his three-round average is absolutely bonza. 109.3. He's a weapon in the last three weeks, and that's 30 points. They're better than Teddy. That's that's difference-making. You know, I say older to Murray, that's the same. Trell to Teddy over the last three weeks has been a good move if that's something you did. The five-run average is 83, uh, which is the same as Teddy for over the last five weeks. He's got one ton for the year. We do know he's played less games. He's played 11 games. Um, let's have a look at their draw. It's a bit of a wretched old draw. Um, Storm this week is a hard game. Sharks the week after, hard game. New Zealand is a friendly matchup. Eels is hard. Panthers is hard. Cows is hard. A desperate Chooks in the last round is probably medium. It's a hard draw. Now, I'm in a lot of chat groups and so are you you're probably in plenty there's these trell lovers in there that say he's matchup proof and it doesn't matter the matchup he's a, he scores well against all opposition well look i'm gonna say this much they're not gonna score as many points against these teams as they've done in the teams that they've played against recently they're not gonna score as many against the sharks and storm they're defensively better panthers no they're not gonna score as much i'm not saying that trell's a bad option and that he's not gonna score well against those teams but there's not gonna be as many goals and there's not gonna be as many attacking raids for points. They're not going to score 40 points, most likely. Um, but he's been good since he's come back. There's no denying it. Um, he's kind of in the Fafita ilk, isn't he? In one run, he can score 50 points, 60 points. He's, a, he's that kind of player. We've talked about these guys that could be top echelon players, like Ponga of in the past and Latrell. If only they had the goal kicking. Well, he has got the goal kicking, which is a nice little safety blanket there. Um, look, you know, Teddy versus Trell. If I didn't own either of them right now, after seeing what I saw from Trell last week, the nice ton, um, you know, I probably would have picked, picked Trell this week. Um, I'm Even the drawer aside, I think he's got probably a little bit better of a ceiling. I'm, I'm thinking, but there is a punt element to it. It's a slight punt because you are you are saying, I think he'll still do well against these harder teams on the run home. You know, he's come back and he's been terrific, but it's been against lighter opposition than he's going to be coming up against. He's come back against um, St. George. Well, sorry, that was he's come back against Eels, which is a hard enough one. He's played Newcastle and then Bulldogs. Two very easy matchups in there. Um, you know, he, Melbourne, he got a 71. Sydney, you got a 53. Penrith, you got a 65 in the early part of the year. So you are banking on the fact that you think Latrell's up for it for the rest of the year. The cons are the draw, whether you agree with him with me or not. Either I just think that there's going to be less attack for them. He is a bit of a worry to watch at times because he skates thin to the ice on the old um, aggression. So he, he could get a penalty you know, of, of suspension in there, and he's also um, can grab an injury as well. Someone like Teddy is durable. Um, so you've got a couple of things that are risks there. Draw and less points, suspension risk and injury risk. But if you're, um, you know, if you want to move up the ladder, I think that Trell's the one that could do it for you. Um, so could Teddy, I guess. But I think that most, the safety pick is Teddy and the risky pick, you know, which could pay off um, is Trell. Um, let's have a look at um, 
Val, oh, sure, we should have a look at her. Yeah, well, the first part of Trell's year was 52.75. The last part is, <laughs> which is his last three, 109.33. So he's amazing uh, in recent times. Um, Holmes, fullback and centre wing option. Uh, you can pick for your teams. A lot of people might bring a Manu or whatever, Garrick down to their fullback and grab. Uh, you know, Holmes, and you've got some movability in there. The average for the year is 62.8, which is, you know, you're not going to bring in uh, home. You're not going to bring in a bloke for 62 average, are you? You know, that's not exciting, but his three-round average is 83.3. His five-round average is 73.4. That's very, very good. Now, his three-round average is not as good as Trell, but it's be- it's better than Teddy. His five-round average is not, not as good as Teddy or Trell. Um... He has one 100 for the year, and he's got a low score of 16, um, which is he can get a low one in there. Um, look, his draw is nice. This is the thing that appeals to me about um, Cows players. Tigers, nice game. Dragons, nice game. Dogs, nice game. Chooks, a medium game. New Zealand, a nice game. Bunnies, a medium game. And they finished the year with the Panthers, which is a hard game. It's a very nice draw for the Cows. Um Looking at uh, Holmes, you know, his overall average isn't anything to write home about, but in recent times, that's keeper level. Um, The first half of his year was 58.5. His second half is 67.71. He's been much, much improved. And, you you know, if you're picking someone like um, Trell, you're doing it in spite of their draw. If you're picking someone like Holmes, you're doing it because of their draw. It's a lovely draw. You can see lots of points for the cows and as a result he's going to kick lots of goals i don't mind it um as an option if you're looking for something to do there um look that would i pick Holmes ahead of trell or teddy i don't think i would um but he's if you've already got a trell and a teddy or or man you you wouldn't have trell or teddy would you because you'd be moving on paps you know i don't know if i'd pick him over if i was picking out of trell teddy and Holmes, i'd probably grab a trell or teddy um drink water um five eight and four fullback uh, option. Now, he's got to be mentioned in... The, I don't own drink water, so I wanted to give him a mention. Um, the average for the year is 71.4. That's very good. It's not as good as Trell or Teddy. Uh, it's better than Holmes. Um, the three-round average is 59.3, which worries me. The five-round average is 77.4, which is great. It's better than Holmes. The three-round, this has been a bit quiet of late, hasn't he? Um, look, he has three 100s for the year. So we're looking at Trell has um, a really great recent average. He's got a hard draw home. Holmes has a really good you know, recent average, and he's got a soft run home. Um, Drinky's got a poor a recent uh, record, but he's got a soft run home, and... He's got 300 for the year. He's a 100-getter. So I kind of, you know, that that does take a category for me. Um, you know, I've got 100 from Holmes versus a Drinkwater who's got three. I'd probably be tempted to go Drinkwater over Holmes personally if I didn't own either. Um, he's got the same nice old draw, but he can get a big ton, can't he? Um, look, he's... Uh, First half of the year was 75.5. The second half is down 66.5. I think that's something interesting to look at. How are they tracking it? Did they start with a wet sail or are they coming home with a wet sail? Can you start with a wet sail? I don't know. I don't know. Sailing. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, so he has actually got a little bit worse in the second half of his season, but that draw is juicy. And he can get 100. I can see hundreds for him in the next coming weeks. Um, oh, look, I'll have to mention Heinz. If you, some people sold Heinz a few weeks back, let's 
have a look at Heinz um, stuff for the year. 84.9 on average. That's better than everyone else on the list. All of them. Um, the three-round average is 90.7. I've heard some people say, oh, Heinz hasn't been as good in recent times. Well, he has. 90.7. The only people better than him there on the list is... Um, Shrell. So he's, he's going good. Um, the the five-round average is 76.8, um, which is also good. Um, Heinz has four 100s for the year. So we're talking about drink water being a 100-getter. Well, Heinz is a 100-getter. Is, is, is four of them for the year. He's low as 35, which is better than everyone else on the list as well. Um, the draw is Panthers, which is a hard one. Um, he's got the Bunnies, which is a medium. Dragons, which is a good matchup. Tigers, a good matchup. Manly, a you know, medium matchup. Dogs a good matchup and finishes the year with the Knights, which is a good matchup. So it's a nice draw. We know that, that they've got a nice draw. Um, look, his first half of the year was 82.25. His second half of the year is 87.62. So let's dispel the chat that Hines hasn't gone as well in the second part of the year as he has in the first. He's gone better. Um, I really think if you don't own Nico, or if you don't own any of those guys on there, the first one I'd grab is Nico for the run home. You get him in your halfback or you can get him in your fullback. I think, you know, if you've got, you know, an option to do that, he's the guy. Um, you can take your pick then out of, you know, Trell or Teddy. And another one that I can think of, because I've already got Hines in my halfback position, is DCE. Now let's have a look at DCE. Average for the year is 72.3. So that's um, better than drink water. It's better than homes. It's... Uh, not as good as Trell or Teddy. Um, so his average for the year 71.4 is healthy. The three-round average for DCE is 100.7, which is slapping. He's um, doing as you know, him and Latrell are in recent great form. Um, the five-round average is 77.6, which is very good as well. Um, he has three 100s for the year. So him and Drinky, they read kind of similar, um, except for the last three weeks, Drinkwater's been down and, and DCE's been up. Same amount of tons, really similar av average. Um, and DC, his lowest score of the year was a 29. Um, the the games for the remainder of the year, Dragons, a nice matchup. Chooks is you know, medium, if you, if you think. Um, Eels is hard. Titans is easy. Um, Sharks is a hard one. Raiders is an easy one. Dogs is an easy one. Um, the you know the, it's not a bad draw home for Manly. So I guess um, in the case of me, I own Teddy. Um, I already own Heinz. Um, I'm not going to go Holmes. I'm not going to go drink water. I'm going to pick between Trell uh, and. Uh, DCE, because I've got Heinz in my halfback position, but I don't mind if you, you can take a pick, whichever, a, you you might grab a DCE, um, you know, or a Trell or a Drinkwater because you want a hundred getter, someone who can get your hundreds. Teddy hasn't had as many hundreds this year. Oh, he's definitely capable. We know that, but he's rock solid. Three round is the same. You know, he's got a, a, an average of 74. He's three rounds, 74. He's five rounds, 83. His second half of his year is better than his first half of the year. All of it's nice and solid. And that's why I got him as my anchor last week. Maybe I can take a f flutter on a risky one that can go hundreds, um, you know, for the run home, um, whether it be Trell or DCE. We know that DCE comes home with a wet sail, but the reading for DCE is very good. Um, so there you go. Hopefully that gives you, well, I guess I'd put probably drink water against Holmes. I'd put Holmes last on that list. So I'd go Hines, take your pick out of Trell, 
Teddy and DCE. Then I'd go Drinkwater. Then I'd go Hines. Um, look, we should mention a couple of other fullback available guys in Manu and Garrick. So let's go and have a look at them. I haven't written them down, but let's. we can have a look at their figures. Average for the year is 80.4, which is better than every single person other than Hines. We've mentioned for Joey Manu, the three-round average is 124.1. He, 124.3, actually. He's been amazing. The five-round average is 113.6. It's better than everyone else we've mentioned on the list. He's the leading scorer this year in Supercoach, Joey Manu. Look, I know on the weekend, and he's in doubt for this week uh, with a calf injury. because So everyone was that amazing try. I thought he was hamming it up and faking. You know, it looks like he might have actually got a bit of a twinge in the old calf. What I will say about Joey Manu is that he's going to go back to centre because Luke Keary is rumoured to come back this week. You, He's the number one scorer this year, so he's done well even including his centre wing stuff. Looking back at him in the centres, he was still getting good scores. But what I will say um, is... Would you pick him ahead of Trell right now at this point, knowing that he's going back to the least of those three positions that he plays in? Centers, fullback, 5'8". He gets the ha- his hands on the ball more in those positions. Um, look, he is an absolute weapon. This year he has, what, one, two, three, four, five hundreds, you know, and the crown on the head of those hundreds was the 191 last week. I'm not going to begrudge anyone bringing him in. Just be prepared um, that he's going to go back to the centres where we know traditionally on statistics he doesn't do as well as he does in you know in those other positions. Hopefully the Chooks find a way to get his hands on the ball despite Kiri being back, but that's going to be a slight punt. Um, he's worth eight hundred thousand dollars, so he costs you an absolute fortune. But he's the first; he's number one, top of the pops. So I'm not going to criticize someone who's got a three round average one hundred twenty four point three and a five round average one hundred thirteen point six. He is having an absolute dynamite year. Um, so, but. There is that little, you know, all of them have got pros and cons. Uh, and I think that him going back to centre wing, I'm probably not assuming that I'm going to see big 190s from uh, him you know, anymore. Well, maybe not as many for the rest of the year. Uh, Ruben Garrick, 735,800. He is having a ripping year. He was so good last year because we know how what Turbo did to that team. But I really think that he's been almost as good this year and has really warmed up to the fullback position. Um, he is an average of for the year of where are you average score is 72.5 which is very respectable um his three round average is 84.7 which is exquisite and his five round average is 94.8 which is sensational five round average of just a tick under a ton he's been good we know because we looked at dce that their draw is pretty good Nice for the run home. Let's have a look at Garrick. He is a ton getter as well. One, two, three, four tons for Garrick. Got a ton last week as well. Um, there's going to be people that are going to go and grab, I guess, a, you know, if you look in the fullback, I, I like Garrick in my centers, but you grab Holmes. Um, you put him in your centres as well. You grow Manu, you can put him in your centres as well. Um, if you're trying to fill someone in for the fullback spot, I kind of still prefer Teddy and Trell if you're going for a pure fullback. Um, but the, you can't deny 
if you're if you didn't own Joey Manu and you didn't own Garrick, they've hurt you this year. If you don't own Hines, they've hurt you this year. Um, you know, and and I can understand that people. If, if I feel like you're obligated if you lose a premium like Pappenhausen to bring in a premium. Um, and, you know, Joey Manu, Garrick, Hines are, are all definitely that. So is Teddy and Trell. I mean, look, so is Holmes and Drinkwater as well. Uh, hopefully you got something out of that. Um, look, let's move on to... I'm going to go through a couple of the second row forward options. Um, a lot of us are getting our run home teams. I've probably got three more moves. It was only two. I was going to bring in Grant and I was going to pump in a better second row. I've got Ola. I had a Barnett in there. I've got Talakai. Um, you know, I wanted to grab in a, you know, a, a bit more of a ceiling, a bit more of a 70 to 100 type getter uh, into the second row forward for my run home team. Um, and a few of these guys were going to go over. Cameron Murray, um, 71.6 is the average for the year, which is, is elite in the second row forward. The three-round average is 59, which isn't very good, is it? Um, the five-round average is 60.4, which isn't very good. He's not going as good as he started the year. Um, he's obviously had origin. He's also been injured. But we know they've got a wretched draw home. That doesn't matter as much for a forward. So, look, the tracking on uh, Murray isn't as good as you'd hope it would be. Um, he's got one ton for the year, a low of 37. The draw, Melbourne, hard game. Sharks, hard game. New Zealand, friendly game. Eels, a hard game. Panthers, a hard game. North Queensland, a hard game. Desperate chooks in the last round, a medium game. Um, not as important for forwards, let's remember. Um, the first half of the year, his average was 78. The second half of the year is 64.16. I'm not sure on him. Um, I'm going to be upgrading someone, probably a Max King, to one of these guys. And I think Murray might be on the bottom of the list of the guys that I'm mentioning. The main reason is that, you know, are they tracking well in their first half versus the second half? He started much better in the first half. The second half hasn't been anything to write home about. You, Your punt with Murray is... Is he going to pick it back up again? He plausibly he will because he's had a big origin campaign. He's been a bit injured. He's obviously going to get, you know, more healthier and, and obviously run out the year, um, you know, with origin well and truly finished now. So you're hoping that he's going to get back up there. Um, I probably prefer other people that sort of average that and have a bit more of a ceiling. He's not really a big 100-getter, Murray. He'll get you 70, 80s. Occasional 90s, you know, he's um, really rock solid. You know, like, like Teddy, he's an average, you know, of 73 rounds of 74, he's five rounds of 83. He's only got two tons for the year. He's just really consistent. Um, and you'll get that from Murray. Um, Tuppany, most of us are going to have jewels and we can bring Tuppany and put him in the front row, which is where we want him. An IPAP and Tuppany front row is delicious. Um, the average is 66.6, so it's much like Holmes. It's not good enough, is it, um, for the year? But let's have a look at his three-round average of 83.3. Let's look at his five-round average of 84.6. No hundreds for the year from him. A low of 44, so you're not going to get burnt with Joey Taps. Um, he's got a New Zealand matchup this week, which is good. Titans, which is good. Panthers is a hard one. Dragons is a good one. Knights is a good one. Manly's a middle of the way, and he finishes on the Tigers. It's a very nice draw, and I'm a Canberra Raiders fan, so that's delicious. Um, it's a good draw home. His three-round and five-round has been terrific. He's having some sort of year, and look, Ricky knows, obviously, that he's vital to the Raiders' success this year, and he's getting good minutes, and he's just having a – he's off the hook this year. Um, I prefer Tuppany to Murray. You know, I'm saying that officially. I just think the draw is better. His th recent form is better. 
he's tracking in the right direction. Um, so I kind of – and it sews up a rubbish position if you put him into your front row. So I really like him probably more than Murray. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he hasn't got a ceiling either. He's no hundred, so he's going to just get you an 85, 90 at the max, you know. Um, for feeder, the average is 66.1. So much like Tuppany, it's not good enough. Um, the three-round average is 64.7, which is not good enough. The five-round average, 52.2, stinks. So why are we bringing in Dave for feeder? Well, he's played 11 games or something, hasn't he? He's got two tons in there already, um, and that's pretty good success rate. He's the 100-getter, and that's your gamble with Dave Fafita. You want tons, and because you, you could have Murray, like I said, the Murray and Ola, and you're not going to gain on those people, but if you get a Fafita and he gets a 120 versus someone who's got a Murray who gets a 70, you make 50 points on that person, and that's the punt that people are taking on Fafita. Fafita at his best. The key to David Fafita is he needs to play 80 minutes, and ideally he needs to be on the left. Coach is an absolute lunatic on his last legs, so it could be 40 minutes off the bench before we know it. And there's always a risk that it could just be, I mean, he played 80 minutes last week, but he could be back to 40 minutes this week. That's always a risk. He's a little bit injury prone as well. Um, and so the worries with him are coach, uh, injury and minutes. If he plays 80 minutes on the left from now to the end, I really think um, the 100 getting ability of him, uh, I'm willing to take a punt on him versus a Tappany or a Murray. Um, that's the thing. Last week he looked rubbish and got 75. You know, like he does what those, those two guys do looking rubbish. He can do it in one run. And that's why I like Latrell too. Saw that run last week when he pushed, you know, for the Fox, you know, palmed him off for the try. He, they do these big, enormous runs. Um, and I think if as long as you'll be spewing. There's a worst case scenario in there, and that's if he gets 40 minutes, you know, or he gets injured, um, which is always a chance. Um, but none of the figures other than the 200s are anything to go off. So it's a real hunchy type one. I just think there's nothing to, you've got nothing to lose now. So uh, that's why I like recent form of players like DCE, like I like recent form uh, of someone like Trell. I like, um, you know, 100 getting ability of David Fafida. Um, moving on to another option, um, Ola. He's average for the year is 70.7. That's, you know, the same as uh, Murray basically, but his recent form has been much better. Um, Three-round average of 73.3, five-round average of 83.6. He's got one 100 for the year, a low of 35. The draw home is not too bad. We've already looked at a couple of manly guys. St. George is a good matchup. Chooks is medium. Eels is hard. Titans is easy. Sharks is hard. Raiders easy. Dogs easy. Um, his first half of the year was 66 average. His second half of the year is 76.14. I prefer him to Murray. I guess if I was ranking it in here, I'm probably going, um, you know, Olaf and Fafida and Tappany ahead of Murray. Um, look, if you want someone consistent and rock solid, you go Tappany or Ola, maybe even, you know, Tappany on recent form ahead of Ola. Um, but you go for feeder on a punt because you're 100s. Um, but he's having a really good year, um, Ola. And I think he's, you know, if he didn't have any of those in there, 
I'm going to be choosing between those four. I'm not going to get Murray. I'm going to choose between Tapani, Fafida, and Ola. Oh, well, I've already got Ola. So Tapani and Fafida for Ado. Hopefully, this has been something that's allowed you to sort of think through your choices, your options. You might have a left field one. There's lots of people that are just casual players that go, oh, no, I just want to bring in this player because I like him. You know, that's fine enough for you as well. I just wanted to crunch some numbers. Are they good for the start of the year compared to the end of the year? How's their recent form? Uh, What's their run like? Um, Can be important things in making a decision. We've gone through sit and start. We've gone through VCs and Cs. um, We've covered the teams. It should be a nice, interesting run home because there's lots of different ways you can go about it. The covering of PAPS, and I think it's going to make for a really interesting run home in Supercoach. Have a good week, guys. I mean, look, I finished with 1,444 last week and only went up 40 spots. It's hard going at the top of the ladder. Uh, you got to, you know, you got to get some ceiling blokes, I think, and you got to try to get your nailer VC. We saw what that did with Manu last week. Nailer VC, you know, and you can be in for some green arrows. Um, good luck this week, guys. We love you all, and you know that. Um, we'll talk to you again on Sunday night. Road tripping with my two favorite allies. Fully loaded, we got snacks and supplies. It's time to leave this town, it's time to steal away. Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA. Let's go get lost, let's go get lost. Blue, you sit so pretty west of the one. Smoke alive with yellow icing, just a mirror for the sun. Just a mirror for the sun. Just a mirror for the sun. These smiling eyes are just a mirror for. See how much has come before those battles lost and won. This life is shining more forever in the sun Now let us check our heads and let us check the surf Staying high and rise of trouble than it's worth Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun These smiling eyes are just a mirror for